Fraz. Yeah. I'm Fraz. I'm redacted and we're quitting and we're talking and we're teaching, but except none of us are teaching anymore. Welcome to our special guest. <laughs> Introduce yourself, guest. I'm that Spanish teacher. My real name is Christy and I'm excited to be here. Yeehaw. Here to say everything I couldn't when I was a teacher. <laughs> we're not teachers anymore right now maybe you will be though redacted we'll see someone's gonna have to pony up the cash just start getting really weird on twitch start doing your like history lessons in like a mini pool oh my god i had no idea that like the mini pools were a thing on twitch (laughs) are they because i don't watch twitch i just go live i don't watch other people's twitch sometimes they come up on my like little suggested and there was like girls like in a mini pool like talking about stuff and i was like okay and then i saw there were like a lot more of them maybe if i (laughs) I got not a mini pool, but more of a a pit and made like a ball pit like at McDonald's and just taught from inside the ball pit. Okay, yeah. I literally love your stream. Someone left me a comment on TikTok. I actually posted it on Instagram. No tea, no shade to this commentary of freedom of speech in my comment section. But they were like, can you please make your streams like more structured and less about like internet jokes and chatting with the audience? And I was like, that's kind of like our whole thing. I was like, we do appreciate all feedback here at uh, a Walmart parking lot, Inc. And we will be floating this to the team. However, everyone else has aggressively given the opposite feedback. Where did the name a Walmart parking lot come from? I've thought about that so many times and I love it. So this is actually perfect. Let's tell the story. I've never told this. <gasps> My username on TikTok used to be hey bitch it's me one two three (laughs) i just was like fucking around like i would just watch other people's videos i'd never posted anything and then i started making videos once i hit ten thousand followers i was like i am a public school teacher i cannot have a username that's hey bitch it's me one two three but i was like i i don't want it to be like my actual name and i don't want it to be something that's like necessarily a teacher name and so i just thought like what's something like weird but specific but like rings true to me and then like not to be sappy and lame but my sister is six years older than me and when she was in high school she would always take me to Walmart after her shifts at Applebee's and we would get like bubbles and chalk and just hang out in the Walmart parking lots together so that's why that's my username that's so nice that's like shockingly wholesome (laughs) I know right so that's why I'll literally never change it hey bitch it's me one two three was like a pretty iconic era though I wonder if anybody remembers that era honestly you should have like a burner account and just post the most unhinged content oh I should change it to that I hadn't thought about that i made a backup account and it's a walmart parking after dark but i like the hey bitch it's me one two three better <laughs> so so you are a former teacher tell us a little bit of background how long did you teach what did you teach i taught high school spanish for around seven years i left in my seventh year it was a wild ride i am sad that it's over but it also was like a really healthy thing for me to step away because my mental health was in the absolute shitter when i left <laughs> i'm like in a totally different headspace now medicated living the life you know yes we love medication i love a zoloft moment for myself okay listen you were posting stuff about somebody there was like a student and their parent that like made you quit what's the i don't the even tea? know there's so many no wait there's so there was many. like i'm gonna dead ass find it right now because i was like i can't ask you that on the social media because it just feels personal but now you're on my podcast and i'm gonna ask you <laughs> I'll say anything. I don't even care anymore. Oh, like these ones. Call them. Parents, you're call like, them. You're like, is this is this really- you, ma'am? Is this you? <laughs> 
I did have a couple of like standout things that I can definitely talk about that were like significant that like kind of pushed me over the edge that like I haven't really opened up that much about. The over the edge ones. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Really the issue was the parents like and I've said that before and I'll say it like a thousand times like I truly left education because of parents. They were just so entitled bad behaviors. I can deal with them on a day to day basis. Like there were so many kids that like if I just sat down with them had a real talk with them they would be like real people and just like be able to recognize like I'm a person you're a person like we don't need to be like this like we both have to be here let's make it as good as it can be even if we don't necessarily agree on what's going on but the parents were just miserable the amount of parents who would just like look me in the eye and tell me that I was lying I was always the bad guy and nothing I ever did was enough and I'm like looking at people and I'm like these people are not crying in their classrooms these people aren't having problems with parents like what's the difference between us and I realized these people were coasting that's not to say everybody obviously but there was so many people who were just like I'm done fighting because I know I'm gonna lose and I'm not even just gonna like lose this battle but I'm gonna lose all my time my emotional energy like all these things in between that and so I was like well I didn't go into teaching to compromise on all my principles I wanted to go into teaching to be what my teachers were to me like I wanted to be the person who believes in someone before they have the ability to believe in themselves I was a terrible student like I know most teachers are not terrible students there are people assume they're not but I was the pit same I was an average student but I was a bitch like I <laughs> wanted to be right I wanted to make the teacher look stupid like I would be like haha bitch like told you and I got it back karma so real it's so the real but at least like you see yourself in them and you're like okay there's hope here because like I'm not a complete asshole so like you can't be a complete asshole too so like I can see to the the gooey center of you my strategy was like if they were gonna be an asshole to me I'm just gonna out asshole you because I have 10 <laughs> years more experience doing it so I used to say that to my kids I'm a more advanced you I'm like you think you can cheat on my test I cheated on every test I know every trick in the book I know tricks you haven't even thought of yet and I'm gonna catch you doing it and I'm gonna have proof of it and then I'm gonna show it to your parents and then your parents are gonna call me a liar and I'm gonna cry in my car exactly legit my high school teachers like let me do whatever I wanted and then like I got to college and finally people were like no no I almost failed out of college my freshman year and I was like oh shit like I really wish I learned this in high school when it was free mm -hmm. and so like that was part of my thing too like I really wanted to give my kids structure and accountability and be like I'm gonna see you I'm gonna be real with you I'm gonna like give you a break when you need it but like I'm also gonna hold you to your shit giving me some half-assed work is not gonna cut it because I know you're better than that and mm -hmm. I didn't want to compromise on that I knew if I was like a lesser version of myself and let kids do whatever they wanted because I didn't want to fight the battle that's not who I am that's literally not why I got into this I'm not helping anyone I'm just gonna be turning out milk toast kids and I'm gonna be unhappy too so what's the point so that was when I kind of knew I was like this isn't working I'm either gonna compromise on my principles or I'm gonna walk away and then things kind of unfolded and I got in a new profession like really fast and I was like all right see ya hit yeah. the bricks never look back I'm very much also on the high expectations are a gift train but I had the opposite experience where my high school literally acted like we were going to Harvard like they were so fucking strict and gave us so much work for no reason so I got to college and didn't study at all and <laughs> almost got a 4.0 and was like literally what's wrong with all of you and then I <laughs> saw like how so many of my peers in college had not been held to like oh it was due at 7 a.m it's 7.03 right now sorry 
Yeah. I'm not that way. I'm not super strict that way, but I think it's a life skill to be able to thrive in an environment where someone is that way. Yeah. So I was the same way and I would sometimes get flack for it. Literally my boss used to say to me like when parents would fight and they'd come to my department chair and like complain about me and she'd be like, end of the day, like, are we here to teach them Spanish? Are we here to teach them time management skills? And I'm like, if you're asking me to choose, you're not going to like the answer. Most of these kids are not going to go on to become Spanish majors. They're not going to become bilingual. Like that's just not the reality. Kids are not passionate about it. They're here to serve their time and get out. But if I can take that time with them to teach them things that they will never not use, like time management, self-management, like accountability, those will never go away and they'll never not be valuable. So if like I can give that to them in their time that they're paying their dues with me, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I love a conjugation like the next bitch, but like, I don't care. Like it's such a, like an illusion for a high school teacher to think that the kids are there because they're so passionate about the content. You do get it on occasion yeah. where you get a kid who's super passionate about the thing you're teaching. Like, that's just not the situation that we're in, unfortunately. Like, this is a government-mandated vibe. Are we saying that Fraz's kindergartners didn't come in being like, two plus two, let's go! <laughs> My kindergartners low-key do really want to be there, so I don't know what y'all are talking about. I know. What is that like? Yeah. My friends used to tell me, they're like, you should be an elementary school teacher, because, like, I decorated the shit out of my classroom. It was so extra. It was disgusting. My coworkers used to hate me. I also was hated. I was like, this is a home goods. <laughs> I used to do crafts in my high school. I'm like, if you think they don't like it, you're stupid. They love it and they just don't want to admit it. So I'm like decorating my room, doing crafts. Like I'm playing games with my kids. I'm like so energetic. And they're like, why don't you teach elementary school? And I'm like, because if I ever had to wipe someone's butt or clean up vomit, I would be out that day. Girl, we don't wipe Goodbye. butts. We would get fired. We also don't clean vom. Yeah, but like Fraz, like what was that like to have your kids like walk in and just be like so excited to see you and they like love you my kids I'm like good morning and they're like give me the finger <laughs> I <laughs> loved it even like getting on zoom during COVID they were so stoked your COVID videos were so cute thank you I love them and I'm like trauma bonded to that group their parents will occasionally find me on social media and be like oh my god Miss Photo. and I'm like hey I'm famous <laughs> when you're a kindergarten teacher you always feel famous just another day at the that office. That must be so nice. And you get all the gifts at Christmas. Like all my friends who are elementary school teachers, they're like carrying out these giant bags oh, and boxes yeah. of gifts. I have to take a cart to my car. But one time my kids for, I don't remember what holiday it was. It was some like not even that important holiday, but I guess they were like inspired to get me a gift. They all like pulled their money and got me like random candy from the vending machine. <laughs> they're like, we always see you eating candy out of the prize bins for your lunch. And I was like, this is thoughtful. I love it. That's so sweet. Oh <laughs> You're like, this is either the best moment or the saddest moment. I was like, y'all saw me at my low. So what was what was the other parts? We kind of got into the general demise of your teaching career. But what, what? let's talk some shit. What happened? What'd they do? Tell us everything. <laughs> Basically, the last group that I had, I felt like I'd finally hit my group as a teacher. I like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I know how to not handle things. I told my kids I was going on my honeymoon. Like, they all knew. I was like really excited obviously to get freaking married and so I'm like you have to really respect my room I put a lot of money in this and like for you too it's not just for me then I was always like really serious with kids about subs I'm like if I ever hear you disrespect a sub I was a sub it is hell on earth you will rue the day that you disrespected my sub you will feel my wrath if there is a note yes. left even if it's a positive note but from the pen marks it looks like they were tense writing it you will be hearing from me <laughs> I normally never had any problems like obviously I had like an occasional like bad message from a sub but like nothing crazy and like I never had a kid ever break anything in my room in seven years I came back from my honeymoon 
the worst note I've ever gotten. Teacher literally wrote contact tracing nightmare. And like I had given my kids a lecture like do not move seats. It's contact tracing. It's a danger to other students. Like I don't care if you don't agree with it, like respect it. They didn't. And then like they broke a ton of shit. Like my room was in shambles when I got back. I literally got back from my honeymoon and I went into my classroom and I cried. I just felt so disrespected. Like you think this little of me kind of broke me a little bit. Obviously there were so many other things like COVID was so hard and like the year after I was like, it has to be better than last year and then it wasn't. And then <laughs> the next year was supposed to be better and then it wasn't. And I was like, okay, <laughs> if it's not better by now, like when's it gonna get better? <laughs> there was so much other stuff going on, but that like really, I think I called my parents like that day and I was like, I think I wanna leave teaching. And they were like, whoa, like I talked about doing that Spanish teacher full time and just like making it my full-time job. Cause like I sell merch on the side too on my website. Shout out to myself. <laughs> Competing with Fraz on her merch, sorry. There's room for everyone. There's room for everyone. Yeah, there is. The kids were like, oh, you're scary when you came back. Cause I was just like, I'm so disappointed in you. Like, and I made all of them write an apology letter to the sub. I was like, I don't care if you think you weren't involved. I'm like, you sat in this classroom and you didn't say anything. And like, I had kids who I'd had for multiple years. I had really good relationships with. And like, that was what they wrote. They're like, I'm so sorry. I didn't speak up on your behalf and like make kids respect your room. Like knowing how much it means to you and stuff like that. I don't only thing against those kids. Like they're, they're kids. Like it, no one did anything irreversible. If that had been a one one-time instance with nothing else around it like it was isolated never would I have left teaching from that that was just like one thing that kind of just like tipped the scale you know yeah. I had a not a similar situation but I had like kids mess up my room and be not great to a sub mm. I know what you mean it's like particularly demoralizing and disrespectful so like mine was kids who were not in my class pretended to be in my class and then stole stuff out of my classroom and a bunch of my students cut my class because they had a sub so they weren't there to like defend my honor <laughs> it's just you feel so helpless because it's like I'm not there it makes you feel like no one in that building like cares about you or wants to protect like the work and time and money you've put into stuff mm. so I get how like that can be the needle that breaks the camel's back there's something about the way that like teachers are culturally represented that like students are like wired to think that we're the enemy like we're against them I say to my kids I'm like I don't know a single teacher who's not here because they like love it. Like you gotta love it to do this. Like they care yeah. about you. Like the amount of time and like emotional energy that goes into like trying to make things fun. I'm like, anytime you do anything in a classroom that is not a worksheet, that is something that your teacher did not have to do and they chose to do on your behalf. Trust me, it is a lot easier for me to do worksheets every day than to play these freaking games that you guys are obsessed with, you know? So yes. it's like, I'm a real person. Like I have feelings and I care about you a lot like I don't like know how to tell kids it's like teachers literally lay down their lives for you guys and it's like I don't know a teacher that wouldn't do that how do you like go in and hate that person like every day I'm like it's it's exhausting yeah mm -hmm. and it's like you said so demoralizing redacted I mean like what you're saying Christy resonates with me so much I remember last year kids breaking my room I was out of my room for one day and I came back and like my teacher chair was broken it was just devastating to spend all of that money on stuff and the world is shitting on teachers all the time and at least your classroom is like your little refuge but if kids are disrespecting it I mean we we're here for our students mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day that's why we're there and if it feels like they don't yeah want us there or they don't respect what we've given them it hurts like even yeah. though they are kids it still hurts in a very special kind of way I think. yeah because you like love them so much it's like you know like you, you we call them your kids it's like you 
kind of low-key feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to disconnect from that and like walk away from that. Like I felt really guilty when I walked away from teaching. I was like, I'm a shit person. People wrote, oh my God, when I saw people writing, I think it was you, Fraz, that people were like, isn't gonna be so bad when like you come in in the middle of the year or two months into the year? And I'm like, oh yeah, let's deny her child a mother so that kids <laughs> who bounce back like this won't have a teacher that they know for two months. Like, are you kidding me? What kind of person that's over the age of like 11 remembers that their like elementary teacher was not there for two months. Like what person is looking back and is like, yeah, things were going pretty well. But then in third grade, my teacher wasn't showing up till November because she had a baby. And it's just ever since then downhill. Like they're, they're, it's a job. Like I know it's a, it's an incredible, important job in the future. Blah, 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 blah. No. But like let's level set. Seriously. It's like you said, like what I was saying about how like the no good deed goes unpunished in education. It's like, you know, the same thing with you and like those stupid water bottles, Fraz. Like that was a nice thing that you did for your students to help them be safe and hydrated during COVID. People were like freaking out. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Like this was a nice thing that was paid for by a teacher and she took their time and her money and her effort to put their names on it, all this stuff for her kids because she cares about them and loves them. And people were like- But it was in Sharpie, Christy. I only put their names in Sharpie. People said the most off the wall shit I've ever heard to me. They were like, you know, if you don't, cause okay, let, for those of you who have not seen the water bottle saga, <laughs> there are people that are not chronically online and missed water bottle gate. I should do a history stream about water bottle gate. <laughs> it would oh fill God. some time. So I bought these water bottles because COVID obviously closed our water fountains. I just bought them from the dollar store. I could have just sent the kids downstairs to get a disposable water bottle every day, but I don't want to stop instructional time to do that. I posted about it because I was like, this is actually probably something a lot of teachers are going through. Like maybe I'll share that, hey, they're at the dollar store. Oh no, no, no. People were like, they have BPA in them. They had an orange sticker right on the front that said BPA free. It's also illegal to put BPA in like products for children now, I think. A lot of things were just all kinds of backwards. But then (laughs) they were like, are they gonna mix their water bottles up? And I was like, I put their name on them. And they're like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, well, you can't see their names, but I promise I put their names on them. And they're like, did you put their names on the lid and the cup so that they don't switch the tops because COVID? And I was like, no. And they were like, why? You want them to get sick? And I'm like, oh my God. Then they're like, you need to get a water bottle holder for them. You need to get one of the shoe things. And I was like, I actually used the shoe thing in 2018 and it got moldy inside. I don't need that. They can keep them on their desk. Well, I just thought you would make it special. And I was like, what the fuck? You mean I'm going to make it special? Yeah. <laughs> like it is special. They were like, well, you know what? If you send me your class list, I'll make you cricket labels because the Sharpie will wash off. And I'm like, I'll write it again. But then I was like, I will not send you my class list. And people were like, I will make symbols. Everybody will get a different animal and shape combination. I'm not kidding. This is the level that people are going to. And I was like, shut up. When you accidentally create a new written language of animals and symbols for Miss Frazzled's classroom water bottles, I really can't believe that people were truly like, well, Timmy might want a soccer ball on his water bottle. Give them stickers so that they can decorate their water bottle. Literally, no. Why won't you violate FERPA? Send me their list right now. You don't care about your kids if you're not violating federal law. People were like, that's not FERPA. New plan. We post a video reading through the entire (laughs) class list with their address 
addresses and birthdays as a contest and whoever sends in the best water bottles gets to come to the school and show them to the kids. It was that moment that I was like, I hate it on the internet. Like that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> the Curb Your Enthusiasm music starts playing in the background. <laughs> anyway, so that was the water All bottle. I know with FERPA is you don't post other people's kids. Don't post them. Don't talk about them. If you do nothing, you can't be found guilty. Listen, you have the bare minimum down, which a lot of teachers don't these days. So I feel like that's your your set. Okay. I, I'm curious, Christy, because you were saying like stuff about how sad and guilty you were, mm. and I have a theory, but I want to test it. Okay. Did you always want to be a teacher? No. Okay, shit, my theory went out the window. Because I feel like people who have aspired to be teachers their entire lives tend to have more guilt in that area. But actually, you and Redacted both didn't want to be teachers and both had immense guilt for leaving the education system. That's because we were both shit students that feel bad that we're letting down future us's. That's why. Yeah, Yeah. I think maybe your theory is just slightly off and it's like a certain emotion. And it can come from wanting to be a lifelong teacher, but it doesn't have to. I feel like it's just being a woman. Honestly, (laughs) I really do. I really do. I feel like it is. It's like Fraz has mom guilt because she literally left her baby alone for 40 minutes. And it's like, that's completely misplaced. So we know about the sub issue of that week. But were there other defining moments that made you decide to leave teaching? And like, when did you start looking? And how'd you get out? What are you doing now? All that kind of journey. I said this to my friends. And I don't know if like anyone else felt this way. But like the class that I had when I left, I felt like just did not care about me at all. (laughs) Like it was so strange. I felt like COVID made kids so apathetic, like way more than normal. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, am I an old married hag now? (laughs) You're like, I literally put a meme in the PowerPoint. That's definitely not it. I have a bitmoji in my presentation. Do you not see that? Sorry to sidetrack us, but I can't not say this. One time I had my bitmoji in a PowerPoint and then I heard the kids talking about it and they go, why do teachers always put that weird little cartoon character? And then another one goes, they think it's fun. Just laugh at it. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I do think it's fun. And thank you for laughing. That means a lot to me. I was like in that whole like Bitmoji classroom thing, which by the way, biggest waste of my time. We all spent hours on it for not a single child to look at it. I sold those on Teachers Pay Teachers. Hell yeah. I needed to make a TikTok of my Bitmoji classroom because it was the most hyper-focused, unhinged, seizing control where we could because everything felt so out of control. Like <laughs> That's was, what it was. Oh, that was All of us were like, I don't know if they're coming in person. They, yeah. don't, they won't give me access to this weird online platform. I can make a Bitmoji classroom. And that'll be great. This will make me feel better. That is so real. You hit the nail on the head. So like, they just like, don't care. They like, don't care about anything that I'm doing. And like other years I felt like kids did and I was able to connect with them. And it was like weird. And like, I noticed a really big difference in kids who during COVID were home alone versus mm. kids who had like bigger families or would go to their friends' houses. I think like socialization and human connection is a muscle. And I think especially a lot of teenagers who were legit home alone all day, every single day for like over a year, just like forgot how to connect with people. And because I remember that, like it was just mad 
bad awkward. Mm. Like, I remember other years, the first day of school, the kids were, like, kind of rowdy just because they hadn't seen each other in a long time, and they were kind of, like, new environment, new teachers, whatever. And I remember, like, the first day of school, 2021, I was, like, up in the front of the room, and I was like, what's up, you guys? And they were all just, like, staring at me. After a while, they kind of opened up, and I actually connected really, really well with those kids. But I remember, like, the first couple weeks just being like, this is literally so awkward. That's, like, when I, around when I left. Because like, I, I put in my notice the first week of November. I had to serve 90 days notice. 90 school days notice. So count Christmas break, Thanksgiving break, like, everything in there. That's too long. That's literally, that show, 60 days in, where they send people to prison, it's only 60 days. <laughs> so, like, these are equivalent. <laughs> I hate Ron DeSantis' Florida, but I got to put in that two-week notice. Like, and I leave. Legally didn't even have to do that, I don't think. And then the worst part was, is literally that same year, another teacher from my department left and they literally let her leave three weeks after her notice. And I was like, okay. You're like, I was a hostage for literal months with Kay. The last week of my job was so wild. They like cut off my Google Drive access. A kid called me a fucking bitch to my face because I took his phone. I was like, this is peak. Like, I'm so glad I'm leaving. You're like, everything that's happening right now is really affirming all of my decisions up till this point in time. Seriously. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now since you left. So a lot of people ask me like how I got into my job and I feel so bad because I'm like, um, I fell into this. My bad. It happens. I don't have any good advice for people on like how to get out of teaching or like what you should do instead. If you are looking for advice, please listen to episode five with Tamika. Thank you. And moving on. (laughs) This is not an advice episode. So... (laughs) Basically, I reached out to a friend of mine. I was like, hey, I know you left teaching last year, like, especially as a Spanish teacher. Like, I'm not Latina. Like, I don't have anyone in my life who speaks Spanish besides me and, like, some of my teacher friends. And I was like, I don't want to leave my job and lose this. Like, it is so true. If you don't use it, you lose it. And I was like, I don't want that to be me. This is my favorite thing about myself (laughs) is that I'm bilingual. It's, like, my hardest thing I did. It was the biggest accomplishment in my life. It's the thing I'm the most proud of. So I was like, as a language teacher, like, are you happy that you left the classroom? And she like wrote me a novel, like telling me how happy she was and like how much she loved her new job. And I was like, damn girl, like I was just asking if you're happy and like, you're like selling me to come work at your company. And she was like, if you're serious, we're hiring. I applied in two weeks later, they hired me. We love. Yeah. And they were so nice. They waited the 90 days (laughs) for me, which was so nice. So now I work for a textbook publisher. And so I work with teachers still every day, which is really great. And I really love like doing professional development. Like I loved making like my YouTube tutorials and stuff, like teaching teachers how to use different platforms. And like, I loved selling my lessons. So I realized like I love teaching, but I love teaching teachers because they're like, they're really enthusiastic students, you know, they just want to learn better ways to be better teachers. So then this position just like ended up being really great for me because I still work with teachers every day. Like I talk to them about their programs. I get to speak in Spanish like constantly more than I did before. Like my Spanish has already grown since I started this new job in January. And I really appreciate the company that I work for. Like they, they make really great materials. They're very like diverse and like they really care about teachers' opinions and feedback and like that's how they base a lot of their books. Someone was like, oh, you sold your soul to work for a textbook company? And I was like, I'm not working for like the man. Like I work for a small company that does good stuff. Everyone's got to use a textbook. So might as well work for one that's good. Aww, we love. And we love that you still get to work with teachers. Teachers are very good students, except for me. Oh, I'm the worst. No, I would literally <laughs> be, at, be at PD and I'd be like, I actually hate it here. And I think that's a terrible idea. I remember I went to a PD one time 
this woman literally was suggesting to us, she's like, you can do this for free. You can go to your local pizza place and they will give you a bunch of pizza boxes. You make a pizza box for each of your students. And she's like, you write their name on them. They can even decorate it, which is so much fun. Mind you, this is a high school. Every time they hand something in or that you correct it, you put it in their pizza box. And at the end of the year, they get their pizza box back with all of their work so they can see how they grew. And I'm like, I have 130 students. You're telling me I should put 130 pizza boxes in my classroom and then have kids shove shit in them with and then like no system just vibes and then at the end of the year they're gonna just like bonfire that shit immediately like what's wrong with like a folder why are we doing a fucking pizza box i was like what is going on also as someone who used to work at a family-owned local pizza restaurant if someone had come in and asked for boxes our the owner literally would have been like actually go tell him to go fuck themselves because we cannot afford to just give away supplies i don't know what you think this is like every teacher in the district coming in and be like can we have some pizza boxes the papa john's <laughs> manager is like hello i'd like to speak to the superintendent <laughs> it's papa john himself oh my god so like, is there anything that would make you go back to teaching or is it like you're done? Nothing. <gasps> it's so hard. Cause like when I left teaching, I was like, I'll leave the door open. Like maybe I'll go back. Like I, I hope I go back one day. Like, cause I loved it. And like, I didn't want to leave. Like I left because I felt like I had to. I would say probably I'm more no going back than yes now. And the reason is twofold. Like one, I work in corporate America now. And let me tell you, it's sweet. I like, I gotta say, like, my company flew me to Barcelona last, this year. Like, I went to Puerto Rico on a trip this year. I went to Spain. I'm going to New York next week. They, like, want us to be happy and comfortable. Like, they pay for all my meals. If I want to have a drink at dinner, that's more than fine. Like, paid for. No problem. Like, I'm trusted in this job. I'm respected in this job. I'm appreciated in this job. I'm heard in this job. And those are so many things I didn't have in teaching. And like, I didn't realize how much I needed them until I started getting them. Also working from home is amazing. <laughs> I feel like it'd be really hard for me to go back now because I'm like, this is great. And I feel like the other thing is too, is that like, I feel like I would need to see a fundamental change in education as a whole. And I feel like right now it's just on like a serious decline. Like now it's getting even worse. Like all the teachers who are still in it, I'm like, yo, I feel for you guys because it's just getting worse for them because more teachers are leaving and then they have to pick up the slack for those teachers. Personally, like I hate to admit it and like I really hate to admit because so many people were so nasty when I quit and they were like, uh, some people just can't take it, I guess. And like we're commenting that shit on my TikTok or they're like, oh, better that you got out. We don't want any weak teachers in the field. Honestly, like there is a little bit of truth that honestly I don't know if I have the emotional capacity to be in a job where the constant message is you can do better there is no such thing as like great lesson <laughs> like it's that was lesson was pretty good but what would you do if you could teach it again I'm like nothing it went great <laughs> like you know that was a big thing for me too and part of the reason I left is because I was crying in my department head's classroom and I was like I just feel like I work so hard and they give me these lists that are bullshit and all these stupid requirements and I do all of them flawlessly mm -hmm. and I never get good job like I never get great you did it and he was like they have to write that there's something wrong with you in order mm -hmm. to defend their existence for getting paid to observe you so stop trying to be perfect because you can be a rock star and they will find something wrong with you every single time yep. that's so true yeah and they will literally score you lower on purpose in the fall so that they can score you higher in the spring to show that their coaching was um, effective yeah and it's like I feel like a big thing that people don't really talk about is like 
like inter-teacher culture because it's like teachers are so mean to each other. So many teachers would just like put each other down and I'm like I feel like that's something that is really hard about education that like the corporate world doesn't have. Like if I work really hard and I bust my ass in the corporate world and I go above and beyond all the time, I'm likely going to get a promotion or a bonus or something. Like I'm going to get a, a corner office that's going to show that I'm hot shit. Teachers literally can only hierarchy themselves by putting other teachers down yep. yeah. and that like is so sad for me if you're not winning teacher of the year they're like oh well I'm better than so-and-so because she does this and I'm like why do we do that like everyone else is talking shit about us why are we talking shit about each other like we got it hard enough why are we attacking each other like I never understood that I actually think it goes hand in hand though I think yeah that's what I was gonna say because I think about that a lot teachers put other teachers down people put other people down because if you are feeling insecurity and god knows i've done it if you're feeling insecure you can look at somebody else and be like oh i found something they're doing wrong and by calling it out i make myself have that little serotonin hit because people are like yeah you know what that is kind of bullshit and then you have that camaraderie then you have that like oh they have something that's negative about them and you don't have to deal with your own shit for a second. I think it's literally the same psychological trap that happens on The Bachelor. Like anytime a group of humans are like not having their needs met, they're gonna start going after each other, Lord of the Flies style. So like when you have no recognition, you're underpaid, you're over-criticized, all of this, like you're gonna eat each other alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so glad we had you on. I feel like this has been very different than our other episodes. And I like that we're getting into the psychology of teacher on teacher hate. Christy, thank you so much for being here with us. We're so glad that you quit, but you're still teaching and you're talking. Christy has amazing merch. If you are a Spanish speaker and you would like some merch, Christy's merch is the best merch for Spanish merch. I haven't looked at it, so it's hard to sell something. <laughs> it's beautiful. I haven't seen it, but I know it. Uh, you can find me at that Spanish teacher on pretty much everything, except for Twitter, because I can't get into that. And then <laughs> thatspanishteacher.com, you can find my unused blog, uh, but my website is linked there to buy my merch. So <laughs> Thank you, Christy. <laughs> this was really, really fun. I really appreciate you guys yeah. so much for having me on this. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode of Teacher Quit Talk. If you're listening to this on your commute and you're writing up your quit letter give it a 24-hour think period before hitting send Mika taught us that have a great rest of your day your evening your morning your week we love you we live with you we laugh with you bye we love you bye